We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, I'm going to circle back to a topic that I covered last week. Why? Because it needs to be repeated. If we don't pay attention to this, if we don't get this one right, our culture is lost. What's the topic? Education and the National School Board Association telling you that if you're a conservative parent who's had it, that you're a domestic terrorist. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to today's Rebellion. Okay, some of you are probably listening right now and say, here Piper goes, here he goes again. He's going back to his one-string banjo, and that's education. He's going to tell us stuff like, What's taught today in the classroom will be practiced tomorrow in our culture. He's going to remind us that Richard Weaver said, ideas have consequences. Bad ideas results in bad culture, bad government, bad kids, bad churches, bad communities, and good ideas will lead to the opposite. Good culture, good kids, good community, good government, and good church. He's going to say something about Hitler saying, let me control the textbooks and I will control the state. He's going to hint that Lincoln said, what's taught today in the schoolroom will be practiced tomorrow in the government. He's going to say all of this stuff that he's told us before, we've got it memorized. He's repeated it so often. Well, if that's true, good. Good. I'm glad you've listened. But have you done anything about it? Have you listened to me and just said, he's exaggerating a little bit because it's his industry. I guess we'll give him... Uh, We'll give him a little bit of slack because he's fed up with some of the lunacy that we see coming out of the ivory tower. Primarily our colleges and universities, but they've been that way for a long time. We've always had kind of crackpot egghead professors at OU and OSU and KU and KSU and the University of Tulsa and even some of our Christian colleges. It's kind of a secret, but... We've got some goofballs there teaching our kids, too. But when they graduate, they get their bearings straight. They get their, they get their legs under them, and they, they, they turn out okay, especially when they start having kids. They always return back to their conservative roots. If you're tempted to say that, you better listen to me. You better listen to me because that's not, what, that's not what's happening. Our culture is unraveling right now. You know that. That's why you listen to this show. We see our culture unraveling before our very eyes. It's it's as if someone is pulling on a thread on the garment, and the garment is just endlessly unraveling as they tug on that thread, and we don't know how to stop it. And we're asking ourselves, what went wrong? How did this go south so quickly? Well, you know what I'm going to say. The same thing I've told you over and over again. Go back to your schools, people. And don't just assume that it's someone else's school in Colorado or Ohio or Florida or or Texas or California or New York City. 
Don't just assume it's someplace else. If you're listening to me from Oklahoma, it's in your own backyard, people. I've given you examples. Last week, I shared with you examples of some of the books that are being recommended in the Norman Public School Library. We've, we, we've seen the way the educational establishment is trying to force-feed our kids critical theory, critical race theory, neo-Marxist ideology. It's, it's self-defined. They, they say this about themselves. Marcuse was very direct. This is class conflict. That's, that's what he said when he, when he gave birth, when he, when he came up with the idea of critical theory, critical race theory. It's all rooted in the Marxist conflict. The economic conflict wasn't working because capitalist nations were actually doing quite well, thank you. The underclass, the working class, was pulling itself up by its bootstraps and was building a better life for itself. And therefore, you weren't seeing countries like England and Canada and the United States and even some of the other Western European countries. Oh, they, they were taking on a little flavor of... Uh, socialism here and there, where they were funding some of the welfare state issues, but they weren't embracing Marxism as whole cloth. Well, the Marxists at the Frankfurt School of Economics recognized that there was a problem here. We aren't winning the Marxist revolution through the bourgeoisie-proletariat conflict. It's not working, because the working class in these capitalistic countries see that they can have a better life. They can realize the American dream, if you will, especially, obviously, if you live in America. So they came up with a new idea, and it was called critical theory, critical race theory. We'll just replace the economic conflict, the class warfare between the bourgeoisie and the proletariat. We'll, re we'll just replace it with race, blacks against whites, for example. Everybody against whites, Hispanics, natives, Asians, everybody, everybody is going to be taught to do exactly what the Ten Commandments tells us not to do. In fact, the Ten Commandments calls it a sin, coveting. You're not supposed to covet what your neighbor has. You're not supposed to want it so badly that you sin in your desire to have that thing that your neighbor has. The same income, the same house the same clothes, etc. That's coveting, and that's a sin. And the church is actually teaching people to, excuse me, to covet today. Shame on them. And the schools, the schools are leading the way, teaching your kids to embrace Marxism, to embrace sexism, to embrace misogyny, and to embrace critical race theory, critical theory in general, and to embrace sexual nihilism. Your schools are leading the way. And if we don't wake up, if you don't wake up and do something about it, we're on the, we're on the precipice. We're on the cusp of you being silenced by law because they're threatening to call out the FBI to investigate you. If you rattle the cage... If you go to a school board meeting and you say you don't like what they're teaching your kids, 
I covered this story last week, but I'm going to cover it more specifically and more directly today. After this break, I'm going to prove to you that we have a problem, and they're not even hiding it anymore. And when they stop hiding their agenda, there's a reason for it. They feel that they've got the power to squash any dissent. So tolerance isn't the agenda any longer with the left. Tyranny is. They will squash you if you even show up at a school board meeting. Conservative parents that don't like the sexual nihilism your kids are being force-fed, you're a domestic terrorist. Conservative parents that don't like critical theory and the blatant racism that's endemic in it, teaching kids to judge each other by the color of their skin, you go to a school board meeting and raise your hand and say, I don't like this. You must stop. I'm paying for your salary through my taxes. You're a domestic terrorist. That's their language. Let's take a break. And when I get back, we're going to talk about this one more time, at least this week. And today, I'm just going to double down. And I hope you listen. I hope you pay attention. If we lose this one, what in the world do we have as a culture, as a nation, to bind us together and to hold us together as a united people if we lose this one? I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. So last week I covered this story about the National School Boards Association. That's the official association of school boards across the nation. It's actually called the NSBA. That's the acronym for the National School Boards Association. And they wrote a letter last week to President Biden. I covered it in one of the shows last week, but I'm going to repeat myself because you need to hear this. So I'm going to share the story again, and I'm going to give you more detail in my response. So the story was, and is this. Last week on September 29th, the NSBA, the National School Boards Association, which, by the way, it claims to represent 90,000 school boards, 90,000 school boards across the land. Do you think we've got a bureaucracy on our hands that we don't need and don't want? Talk about losing local control over your local schools. You've got a national association that represents, by their own language, 90,000 school boards. School board members, excuse me. 90,000 school board members. One more time. Make sure I've got that right. 90,000 school board members who, in their language again, govern, govern, that's their word, govern, our country's 14,000 local public school districts. Educating more than, wait for it, 50 million school children annually. So you've got an association that is claiming to govern, govern the process by which 50 million American children are being brainwashed annually. That's their language. They didn't say brainwashed, but they said everything else. And they sent a letter to Joe Biden last week on September 29th. And their purpose was very simple. In their letter, and I'm going to read portions of it to you right now, they warn, 
they warn Uncle Joe, addled, confused Uncle Joe, they warn him that our nation's schools are under an imminent threat of domestic terrorism. That's their language. Well, wow, that sounds terrible, doesn't it? Are, are schools are at risk of being attacked by terrorists? We better listen to these people, right? Because if they've got evidence of this, we, we need to protect our kids. So here's what their letter says. And again, it's their language. I'm not making this up. This is what the letter says, and here are just some highlights. You know, I don't have time to read the whole thing, but they start out by saying, Dear Mr. President, America's public schools and its educational leaders are under an immediate threat. The National School Boards Association believes immediate assistance is required. Many public school officials are facing physical threats because of propaganda purporting the false inclusion of critical race theory within classroom instruction and curricula. This propaganda continues despite the fact that critical race theory is not taught in our public schools. Full stop right there. You'd have to be living under a rock right now to not know that that's a lie. In their opening salvo, it's a blatant, bold-faced, unapologetic lie. Critical race theory is being taught. Why do you think you're hearing about white privilege all the time? Because that's critical race theory, people. Why are you hearing about the 1619 Project all the time? And Hannah Nicole Jones, the author of it. Because that's critical race theory, people. Why are you hearing about our nation's history being whitewashed and made to look good when, in fact, it's all evil and bad? And that the United States of America has never stood for goodness and righteousness and justice. It's never stood for freedom, land of the free and home of the brave. That's just a white narrative. Why are you hearing all this stuff? And when I repeat it right now, it sounds very familiar. Because your kids are being taught all of this stuff in your schools. That's why. And now they have the temerity to come out and deny it and lie right out of the box about the fact that they're doing it. Back to the letter. The classification of these heinous actions, what are they talking about? The propaganda purporting the false inclusion of critical race theory within classroom instruction and curricula. That's what they're talking about. So they're calling it propaganda when it's not. It's true. And now they're saying that the classification of these heinous actions, this propaganda, from me and you, is the equivalent of, here it comes, their language, a form of domestic terrorism. And then they go on and say, as such, the National School Board Administration requests a joint expedited review by the U.S. Departments of Justice, Education, and Homeland Security, along with the FBI. Again, that's their language, not mine. Their language. Let's go further. Moreover, the National School Board Association requests that you examine appropriate enforceable actions against these crimes under the Patriot Act in regards to domestic terrorism. There it is again, their language, second time they've said it. The Hate Crimes Prevention Act and all other applicable federal laws. 
as the threat grows and news of extremist hate organizations showing up at school board meetings is being reported. This is a critical time, Mr. President, for a proactive approach to deal with this difficult issue. Respectfully, Viola M. Garcia and Chip Slavin, President, Interim Executive Director, and CEO of the NSBA. Now, how should I say it? If this doesn't get your blood boiling, if this doesn't anger you, if you're not indignant in the extreme after hearing what I just read, I don't know what's going to get you energized. I don't know what's going to get you fussing. If this doesn't cause your blood to boil, I don't know what will. I mean, we've got the America intelligentsia out there butchering your children's soul in their grisly game of social engineering, and then they have the audacity to turn around and deny that they're doing it, and then turn around and call you a domestic terrorist if you object and call them on it. That's what they just did. I mean, you express your concern over their failed schools and their failed curricula and their failed paradigms and their failed outcomes, and they're going to turn around, not, and they won't address their failures, they're going to write a letter to the President of the United States and call in Homeland Security. If you point out that their teachers are teaching our kids to judge one another by the color of their skin rather than the content of their character, and that this by definition is critical race theory, They want to have the FBI at your doorstep before you even get home from the meeting. You go to a school board meeting and declare that you will not stand idly by while your country is maligned and your faith is mocked and your values are disparaged and your kids' hearts and minds are destroyed. And they want to call in the police to confront you. Oh, and by the way, heaven help the poor dad who publicly shows up at a board meeting and suggests that two plus two equals four. We all know that's a product of white privilege, don't we? And woe to the mama bear who dares to read quotes from her local school's own recommended reading list. Reading lists and books that celebrate, oh, the wonders of, let's say, prepubescent anal, and oral sex. That mother, that angry mom, is guilty of a hate crime. They just said it. You go in and you highlight the logical lunacy of those who shout that they hate hateful people and that they can't tolerate your intolerance? Well, I guess it's time to employ the Patriot Act if you do that. Oh, and oh, don't do don't go here if you dare to challenge the ontological insanity of LGBTQIA plus and whatever other letters they want to add to their alphabet soup of identity politics. Try to be nice. What if you highlight that or if you talk about the overt misogyny of trans ideology? or the divisive hatred of Black Lives Matter, or the, bottom line, the pervasive arrogance of the entire educational establishment, 
Well, now it's obvious. You belong on a watch list. Oh, speak up in favor of parental responsibility and parental control and parental authority over your own kids, and you're a crazed loon. You're a right-wing nut. You're a deplorable. You lack gray matter. You're, you're a, you got to be a trumper if you believe that. You go in and tell the school board that you, you'd be happy if they just stick to teaching your kids how to read and how to count and how to write and how to use correct pronouns. Oh, my land. I can't believe you said it. You're a bigot. Oh, and if you dare talk about America's virtues rather than constantly bemoan its vices, well, then you're an insurrectionist. You must have been at the Capitol on January 6th, weren't you? Weren't you? We're at the point if you even have a American flag, then you're suspect of being an enemy of the state. I'm, I'm serious. You know that's true. You suggest the United States is an exceptional nation rather than one to be despised, and it's time to call in the Department of Justice. If you've ever wondered, if it's ever even crossed your mind, how your community's fundamental transformation, remember Barack Obama? He was going to fundamentally transform America. If you wonder how this fundamental transformation happened almost overnight, like you just woke up one morning and you thought, what the heck just happened? Well, I can tell you how it happened. Look no further than your public schools, your teachers' unions, and these arrogant organizations like the National School Boards Association that represent them. Remember the numbers I read at the front end of the show? 90,000 school board members, 14,000 districts, 50 million children being educated per year, brainwashed per year. These arrogant organizations, this arrogance, this chronological snobbery, this pathology of the intellect that is pervasive within your schools, that's what led to this fundamental transformation of your community and of your country. They've so effectively taken over our nation's governing ethos that they obviously now think they have the power to arrest and jail anyone who dares oppose them. Why else would they be calling for use of the Patriot Act and the FBI in investigating someone who disrupts a school board meeting by reading out of their own books the child pornography that they're peddling on your own kids? I started out by reminding you, and I'm going to end by saying the same thing. It's all about education, people. One more time, it's all about education, people. What's taught today in the classroom will be practiced tomorrow in your culture. What's taught today in the schoolroom will be practiced tomorrow 
in your government. Garbage in, garbage out. And these elitists who are bragging about governing our country's 14,000 local public school districts and educating more than 50 million school children a year, they understand. They understand that it's all about education. They understand it in spades. And in fact, they understand it so well that they're now publicly calling for the President of the United States of America to issue an executive order declaring you, you, to be a domestic terrorist if you show up at a school board meeting and challenge them, challenge these people who think that you should have nothing to say about the education of your own kids. That that's the state's job. Does this bother you? Are you concerned? Are you listening yet? I know a conservative House member here in Oklahoma who lost, he was one of the most trustworthy, godly, honest representatives of our district. His name was Travis Dunlap. He challenged the schools for doing a lot of the crap that I've just outlined and told you about. And they rallied around, they rallied around his opponent. They rallied around somebody that would support them rather than challenge them. And they voted, voted this young incumbent out of office because he was a moral, godly, and honest man. And that was here in Oklahoma. Small town, Oklahoma, that happened. And if you don't think it's happening in your backyard, uh, like I said, you'd have to be living under a rock. This is the news of the day. This stuff is happening. This is the corruption of the ivory tower. This is the corruption of our educational establishment. And as I close right now, I want you to listen very carefully. Get really quiet. I want you to listen. Because if you do, I think you'll, you can almost hear it off in the distance. Do you hear that chuckle? That laughing, that chuckling off in the distance? You know what that is? That's Joseph Stalin. He's laughing. He's laughing in the background right now because he's the one that said, control the schools and you control the future. Joseph Stalin. Every parent listening to this right now should be appalled. And you should go to every school board meeting and say, no, not on my watch. Here I stand I can do no other. Throw me in jail. Bring the FBI in. Employ the Patriot Act. Call Homeland Security. I'd be happy to get the media at my front door if you think what I've just said is wrong. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. <laughs>